0: Why does the devil want to destroy America? He's working very hard to do just that, and we will analyze his team's efforts, along with many other topics, from a prophetic perspective on this edition of End of the Age.
1: You're listening to an End of the Age Replay.
0: Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. The American Thinker news source published an article over the weekend, and I thought, I've got to go through some of that on the radio today. The title of the article was, What Would the Devil Have to Do Today to destroy America. I thought man what a what a great perplexing question because you know something's going on in America but many times you just can't put your finger on it. Well, we're going to talk about it from a prophetic perspective today and I'm going to go back to originally one of my favorite radio voices of all time and that's Paul Harvey. I mean, who didn't like Paul Harvey, right? Well, back in 1965, many of you may remember this because it's been played over and over through the years, but back in 1965, according to the the American thinker, the columnist, and he was a commentator, Paul Harvey, wrote an interesting piece, and it was titled, If I Were the Devil. And it was basically a commentary on what Paul Harvey would do if he were Satan, and wanted to destroy America. Well, now, nearly 60 years later, most of what Paul Harvey predicted has come to pass. And I'm going to tie this into Bible prophecy before it's over with. But while America has not been completely destroyed, we know that. Our nation is clearly in decline, and there is an enemy that would love to destroy our nation. Christian nation. And yes, I do still say it's a Christian nation because I know many. there are many Christians, thousands of them, maybe millions, that love God. They want to serve God. They know Jesus Christ died for them on Calvary. They've been born again. They're doing the best they can to serve Him. And they love this country. Now, again, on the other hand, there is an enemy of America. There's the enemy of anything Christian And so he's working very feverishly to destroy our way of life and our God-given society here. So, in 2022, here's what the devil would do if he wanted to finish the job that Paul Harvey spoke about all the way back in 1965, and that was to destroy America. So, I know my voice doesn't sound like Paul Harvey but just try to imagine Paul Harvey's If I Were the Devil. If I were the devil, in America, trying to destroy America today, I would devalue the currency. The United States is approximately $30 trillion in debt. But if I were the devil, I wouldn't stop there. I know the dollar isn't going to be the world's dominant reserve currency much longer if if things keep going like they are. So I'd continue to sedate this drooling, self-pleasuring masses with cradle-to-grave entitlements and stimulus checks for as long as possible. I'm even, I would even go as far as to pay off some of their college debt, right? In order to implement the Great Reset and to usher in the new globalist system, it would be necessary to print the dollar into oblivion, Inflation would go crazy, and then I would just replace it with a digital currency that's not backed by any gold standard or, or um, any kind of a, a, uh, a solid means of wealth at all. It's just a Federal Reserve note or a central bank digital currency. If I were the devil, I'd develop hyperinflation because I'm trying to destroy America, Right? The obvious result of extensive money printing and endless free government programs is inflation. It creates so much more demand than there is supply. All the prices go up and there you go. We have inflation. Everything from food and fuel to housing and cars will quickly become unattainable For the average family. It's happening everywhere in the United States right now. And it's, (coughs) excuse me, it's all by grand design, everybody. But this isn't enough. If I were the devil and trying to destroy America, I'd continue devaluing the currency until hyperinflation set in. Along with empty shelves, it won't be long until we start seeing food rationing, social unrest, and possibly even even food riots in the hardest-hit areas. And because I'm the devil, that's exactly what I want to see. If I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I would diminish energy independence. After food security, energy is what's necessary to keep a society running efficiently to destroy America's energy independence, I, Satan, would cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, right? Impose extreme environmental rules on gas emissions and pause natural gas and oil leases on all federal land. I, Satan, would insist that everyone get his energy from windmills, solar panels, and electric cars That only the wealthy can afford. I'd make sure rolling brownouts and blackouts increasingly occur until America became a third world nation. Of course, now you guys can all see why I wanted to go through this uh, American Thinker article, right? And of course, if I were the devil and I wanted to destroy America, I would defund the police. I would attack, demoralize, and ultimately drain money and resources from police departments all across the country. And during this time, I would make sure the elites of society, from politicians to celebrities, were well protected with police escorts and armed bodyguards. I would then sit back and watch the carnage unfold. And that's when I, as Satan, would implement my real agenda, a nationalized police force similar to what's found in communist China and Cuba and possibly even, maybe even Canada. Have you heard what's going on lately? So, if I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I'm not done yet, folks. There's still more to come. You'll definitely want to hear the remaining part of this when we get back from the break because there is an enemy trying to destroy this great country that we love.
2: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future According to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com/slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800 363
3: 8463 Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started In Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine
1: serving end time prophecy call 1-800 end or visit endtimecom slash events for more information you're listening to an end of the age replay
0: so i'm going to tie all of this into bible prophecy here in just a moment because this is all by grand design by the enemy of your soul and the enemy of America, any Christian entity. Say, well, America doesn't look very Christian right now. That's because the people that are not Christian have a very loud voice. But need Christians to stand up, right? Stand up. I, I just was in a in, did a prophecy conference down in Conroe, Texas, this last weekend, and the pastor is very involved in standing up to school boards and things like that that are pushing the LGBTQ agendas, um, in the schools down there. And the, there, they have a, a, a lady who is a lesbian who is over the school board, and she is, um, hiring lesbian and gay individuals to be part of the school system and to indoctrinate those kids. And the pastor is standing up against that. And he, ha- he has some people that are helping him, but I'm telling you, it may be more and more prominent that we see Christians doing. And so you say, well, Christians shouldn't get involved in politics. There's nothing wrong with a Christian saying, I don't want these agendas being pushed to our children in these schools. There's nothing wrong with that. And I didn't, I didn't say be belligerent and storm the, the courthouse and all that, but I'm saying there's nothing wrong with standing up, raising your hand, and saying, look, I'm just saying what we're teaching here is diametrically opposed to the Bible. Is there any way we can cease and desist these actions? Now, it's happening here in America, and there are more and more Christians and conservative individuals that are standing up. And um, nothing wrong with that. So let's continue here. Remember Paul Harvey. If I were the devil. If I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I'd have to disarm the citizens, right? I'd make sure the citizens are at the mercy of the government and the nationalized police force by passing extensive legislation to limit Second Amendment rights. But I, as Satan, don't want to take away just assault rifles or semi-automatic rifles. I want to take away everything. If I wanted to destroy the country, I would agree with the article published in The Nation on back on August seventeenth, 2019, and the writer stated that leads to only one logical conclusion: Repeal the Second Amendment, start over from the presumption. That you do not need a gun unless you are going off to war or go off to train for war. But, folks, that's not the reason for the Second Amendment at all. It was to protect the American population from a tyrannical government, right? Read the Constitution. And so, if I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I'd have to demolish the voting system. If I were trying to destroy America, I would insist that it were racist and bigoted to require any type of identification to vote. Never mind that photo identification is required from everything from, um, some would say, drinking a beer to driving a car. I would argue that voting ID discriminates against minorities and poor individuals, of course. Extens- extensive identification is required to apply for Medicaid and almost any other type of government assistance. But like we can't have that to vote, right? But I, as Satan, wouldn't let pesky facts like that dissuade me. Without required identification, the voting process would eventually become utter chaos and untrustworthy and ultimately undermine the our entire democratic process. If I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I would have to destroy the education system. I would give teachers unions unprecedented power. I would allow basic academics to be superseded by woke theology and social justice mandates. I would also eliminate school choice and make it as difficult as possible for parents to educate their children outside the government-run indoctrination, or should I say, school systems. And this would produce a nation of surely Bolsheviks who are unable to do simple math, write a, a coherent paragraph, or read at grade level. But they will be able to protest and burn down entire swaths of once great cities. And if I were the devil and wanting to destroy America, I would would absolutely have to destabilize the mind. I would promote what was abnormal as normal and insist that unscientific delusions are fact human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. It has to be taught as a fact, even though it is a complete hoax. I would, if I were Satan and I was trying to destroy America, I would normalize and legalize drugs, even though we have a record number of individuals dying from drug overdoses. Once enough people are addicted to drugs and enough minds are destabilized, the masses would more easily believe what is illogical. I would then convince people of ludicrous ideas such as math is racist and the patriarchy if, uh, is responsible for every social ill. I, as Satan, would tell three-year-old children... They have the capacity to choose their own gender. While 25-year-old adults should enjoy an extended adolescence living in grandma's basement, smoking marijuana legally, and indulging in endless sexual experimentation. So why would anyone want to destroy America? Why would Satan want to destroy America? Why destroy this once great nation? Well, in a word, it's called globalism. Many of those in power, from politicians to organizations such as the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, they're pushing us toward a globalist systems. And they've got to, they've got to tear America to pieces to be able to get America Americans on board with this globalist system. So why? If I was Satan and I was wanting to create a world-governing body, I've got to go to the greatest effort to destroy America. Now, they can't destroy us militarily, so they've got to come in and destroy the systems that make America great. Destroy the church. Destroy the schools. Destroy our Judeo-Christian foundation. And once that happens, you're not going by the Bible anymore, and then it's just, who's, whatsoever you want to do, do it. It's okay. We're not letting the Bible set our moral compass anymore and lead us into the arms of Jesus Christ for eternity. We've moved off of the Bible at this point. Now it's whatever you want to, go for it. Whatever makes you feel good, just do it. That's the American dream. No, that's actually not the American dream. The thing that has made this country great is our Judeo-Christian foundational principles and churches and people in mass living for God and acknowledging God and studying the Bible. That's what's made this country great. That has led to the greatest country in the history of the world because we started off with Judeo-Christian principles. The globalists aren't even trying to hide their agenda any longer. Klaus Schwab writes about the great reset at the World Economic Forum while Joe Biden talks about how we're going through an incredible transition in the push to radically change how we support our energy needs. He said in one debate with Donald Trump, we need to move off of the oil and gas industry. When he said that, Irvin Baxter and I were sitting there listening to the debate that night and we looked at each other and thought, you've got to be kidding me. Joe Biden just lost the election for himself right there. Move America off the oil and gas industry? That seems preposterous, doesn't it? But yet, he ended up in the White House. Unfortunately, by the time the globalist system is fully, fully in place... Many Americans are going to welcome it with open arms, according to American Thinker, the writer. Because I'm I'm going to go into what's happening in and what's going to really happen in America here in just a little bit. But they're indoctrinating high school and college students with socialism and communism and and um, things that are agendas that are diametrically opposed to the Bible. Abortion is okay. Um, Uh, living an alternative lifestyle other than what God defined as a marriage, one man and one woman. Or there are only two genders, a male and a female. Kids are being taught today, even though your birth certificate or even your own anatomy shows that you're a male or a female, you don't really have to be that if you don't want to. If you don't, if little Johnny... If you think you're really a little Sally, that's okay. Now you can see how these efforts could destroy a nation. They will gladly trade all of their privacy and freedom for social justice and a monthly pittance in the form of a guaranteed income from the government if they were completely to lose their mind Here in America, freedom of speech, religious liberty, property rights, and gun rights would be greatly diminished or even totally eliminated. A lot of the censorship today is all about silencing not only conservative voices, but especially conservative Christian voices. And here's one thing we need to pay attention to. It's not every religious voice they're trying to censor. If the religious, if certain religious sect is pushing their agendas, they're fine with that. They won't try to silence their voice. But it's the truly Christian churches and truly Christian men and women pastors, godly people, that are really speaking the truth according to the Bible that is who they're trying to silence with everything they have. You don't want to be a part of the LGBTQ agenda. We can't even let you have a voice in America. You remember a few years ago when the uh, the lesbian mayor of Houston subpoenaed the notes and the sermons of those pastors that talked about the LGBT community and called it sin. Oh, man, it was all in the news. Because the, the 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 mayor did not want anybody talking against her alternative lifestyle. You say, Dave, here we go with the LGBTQ. You hate those people. No, no, absolutely not. No, no. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's not because we hate anybody. End Time Ministries and Dave Robbins, Doug Norvell, Vince, all of us, we love everyone. But when things are diametrically opposed to the Bible... And you've got people in our society that would say, hey, don't talk about that or else. I'm bound by God to teach the truth, everyone. And if it's sin, any man of God or woman of God has to preach and teach the truth. I can't walk through the Bible and say, well, I better not talk about those verses today or I better not talk about these scriptures because they might be offensive to somebody. Folks, they're in the Bible for a reason. The Bible's designed to get us all to heaven. And the Bible is saying, if you live this lifestyle, if you do that, if you do these things, you're probably not, and matter of fact, you're not probably, you're not going to make it. And so I, as a man of God, need to come before you on the radio, periodically, and say, look, these things aren't wrong. A lot of people that, uh, listen to us or watch us, they don't attend a church. Many, many do, obviously, but there are some that don't. They may never, never hear a sermon like this. And so we want to make sure that I, that I am under huge peer pressure. I'll just tell you right now, everybody, I'll be totally transparent. I'm facing peer pressure and pressures from society not to talk about parts of the Bible. We've been hugely censored on YouTube and Facebook in many places where they were they, we've been um, shadow banned and de- had our YouTube videos demonetized, a lot of different things. That's why we started End of the Age Plus, watch.endtime.com. It's a platform where we can get out there and we're not censored at all because there are many pressures that want to censor us and other conservative voices Uh, Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, uh, uh, even a Joe Rogan, anything like that. They want to censor them, censor them. And so we can't allow that to happen. If we allow our voice to be silenced, we've lost everything, folks. Because Jesus said, the, the Bible says that God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God's method of winning the lost is teach them the truth. You shall know the truth, and what will happen? The truth will make you free. So don't silence a man or woman of God in your life that is trying to help you align your lifestyle up to the Word of God because all they're trying to do is to get you to heaven.
2: Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? Or go to endtime.com.
1: If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You're listening to an End of the Age replay.
0: So I want you to think about this, everybody. If I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America, I'd devalue the currency, develop hyperinflation, diminish energy independency, defund the police, disarm the citizens, demolish the voting system, destroy the education system, destabilize the mind. But that's not all. But think about those things. If I were the devil... This is what I would do to destroy America and usher in the great globalist reset. Of course, I, as Satan, don't have to do any of these things because our current leaders in America are doing that and more. They're adequately, already adequately, getting the job done. Now think about this, everybody. If I were the devil... I would establish a world government, a world religion, a global economic system to coerce people to pledge allegiance to me, thereby worshiping me. And I'm already establishing these three, especially my physical kingdom, the world government. Of course, now I'm I'm saying this respectfully, everybody. I'm playing the devil in this part. But if I were the devil, God went and messed everything up and exposed everything to you in Revelation 13. He exposed my world government that I'm trying to create and my world religion that I'm trying to create and my global numbering system that I'm trying to establish to number everybody so I can get them to worship me. God went and exposed my efforts in Revelation 13, and I'm so upset with him. Now, back to Dave Robbins, the Christian. Thank you, Jesus, (laughs) for exposing Satan's efforts, his master plan in the end time. Folks, nothing gets past God. There are no secrets. Everything Satan's trying to do, God knows all about it everything Joe Biden's doing, and all of the globalists, the United Nations, all of their efforts to destroy America, God knows everything. He knew knew what they were going to do before they were ever created. God is from everlasting to everlasting. He knows the end from the beginning. And He exposed it all for us in the end time in the prophecies of the Bible. We'll get to that again in just a moment. When we talk about the efforts of all of this, physically, it's globalism. Globalism is simply the belief that the nation state is now obsolete and that the world must move into a system of global governance. That's why they want to destroy America. The the people, they're really doing what they're told by this enemy, this Satan... And clearly stated, globalists believe that national borders should be dissolved, i.e., why do you think Joe Biden will not protect our border down here on the South? Why do you think that? Because he's a globalist. He believes, he he does exactly what he's told by the globalist United Nations and the one world governing body. So, globalists believe that national borders should be dissolved and we should create a global state, that answers to a one-world one world government, and that one-world government should be instituted at all costs. Uh, Strobe Talbot, he stated it probably best in his article, The Birth of a Global Nation, back in, man, uh, July of 1992. It was in, He wrote an article in Time magazine, The Birth of a Global Nation. I'm, pr- I'm almost positive you can still go online and read it. In that article, he stated within the next 100 years, nationhood as we know it will be obsolete. He's talking about the United States, a nation. Why do you think they're doing away with all of, the, all of our statues of General Lee and all these other ones that, uh, that gives the, the United States its identity, whether good or bad, they're part of our history. They're tearing them down and they're putting up these statues of these wacky, artistic obsolete pieces of steel that don't mean anything. Uh, I I did a conference in Conroe, Texas, this last weekend. As we come back up through, um, I can't remember the name of the town. It's where Doug Norville's daughter went to college, Huntsville, Texas. There's a huge picture. There's a huge statue of Sam Houston right by the highway. And I was like, thank you for standing there, Sam Houston, because you're still, they haven't torn you down yet and put up some little figurine of some bear something goofy because they're trying to do away with our nationhood. Nationhood as we know it, Strobe Talbot said, it's going to become obsolete. All global states will recognize a single global authority. Of course, he's a globalist. Uh, two years later, Strobe Talbot was tapped by President Clinton to serve as de- deputy, se- deputy Secretary of State where he pushed his global agenda until the end of the Clinton presidency in 2001. He actually stated in an interview that his boss, which was President Clinton, was a liberal internationalist. He believed in a world government too. Republican or Democrat. Both of the Bushes believed in a world government. Republican or Democrat, didn't matter. Didn't matter. Everybody, they want to divide us all. What are you, a Republican or a Democrat? No, I'm a a conservative Christian man that believes in doing things as close to the Bible as possible. As far as politics goes. Now, I believe, I'm a Christian fundamentalist. I believe in adhering to the Bible, period. But if I'm going to vote, I'm going to vote for the one that's going to point us in that direction because we're going to have a, global, a government and we're going to have to deal with it. So, but I don't know if I would consider myself necessarily Republican or Democrat. I consider myself a Christian. And so that just happens to be more leaning Republican than Democrat at this point. Now, you can everybody can scream and holler, but I'm just trying to get people to heaven, okay? Democrats are pro-abortion and many other things. I'm anti that. But at the end of the day, I just want to get you to heaven, folks. I want to teach you the truth, and we all go. Regardless, I don't care. Democrat, Republican, let's pull that off the table for right now. We're all talking about godly things. Now, when we talk about globalism, the Bible prophesies a world government. The two most famous prophecy books in the Bible, Daniel and Revelation, they clearly prophesy a world government for the very near future. Um, Daniel seven twenty three says it like this: "Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all the kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth." It's going to be a world government and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. This passage is referring to the last day dictator, the Antichrist, who will rule the world just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. If I was to show you a big timeline today, that's where we're at. Just prior to the second coming. Back in Daniel 7, 24-27, it clearly states that this world government will continue until the return of Jesus when the kingdom of God will be established on the earth, back to Revelation thirteen seven it says the Antichrist and his one world government that um, it says and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given over uh, him over all kindreds tongues and nations. It's a world government. Revelation thirteen five tells how long the world government's going to continue and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. Power was given into him to continue 42 months. It's that three-and-a-half-year period over and over and over. The 42 months, that's referring to the Great Tribulation. And it culminates with the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. Now, one thing I want to add to the American Thinker article. If I were the devil and I was trying to destroy America... I would absolutely have to take prayer and Bible reading out of the schools. I would have to make it so you could never tell a child where they came from, why they're here, and where they're going. Think about this. Activist judges. Way Decades ago, they used the Constitution to systematically remove prayer and any Christian activity from the nation's public schools and public property. Present-day America has sent a clear message to God in many ways. Now, now, again, not everybody, but a a lot of people. They've said, hey, God, go away. We don't want you here. Think about removing school prayer and, and Bible reading. We should have stood up and said no. But because very few people said anything, it was pushed right through. Um Ingle and Vital, nineteen sixty-two. And uh if um June twenty-fifth, what would this be? The uh if you look, let me see here, what would that be? The uh mom, 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 mom. That's gonna be what, 54, fifty four, fifty 56 years ago it marked it'll be the 50th anniversary of the landmark case of Engel versus Vitale that began the removal of the influence and presence of God in America's public schools regents of the New York school system established a daily non-denominational classroom prayer that was so so neutral that it was referred to as the to whom it may concern i mean come on it stated, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. Well, you can, re- you can refer to God all you want, and that, that's great. But a lot of people don't want you to say Jesus now because oh, we're going to offend somebody. You said Jesus. I'll never forget back uh, years ago when we were still in Richmond, Indiana. My father-in-law was asked to pray for the um, a uh, one of the uh, high school the big they were celebrating everybody that got on the National Honor Society and everything and Irvin Baxter was asked to go pray but they said Irvin we know your belief system and we ask that you come and pray but you can't say the name Jesus and he said I'm your I'm the wrong guy if I'm gonna pray the Bible says all you do in word or deed do in the name of Jesus Christ as a Christian. So you're going to have to find somebody else. They said, well, we're sorry to hear that, but okay. A couple days later, they called back and they said, Irvin, we talked it over. We really want you to pray. And you can say in the name of Jesus. And he went and prayed for the ceremony. So that was back 25 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. And so, but there was this thing about Jesus. You can say God. God means all kinds of stuff. But when you say Jesus, whoa! So, what happened here? Well, Justice Black wrote, For the majority, back then, it is no part of the business of the government to compose official prayers. The regent's prayer is inconsistent both with the purposes of the Establishment Clause and the Establishment Clause itself. So, although Engel left open the issue of voluntary prayer in public schools, it was the first in a series of cases where nine men on behalf of 200 million citizens at that point used the Establishment Clause to change the way America thinks about religion in public schools. Okay, Now, if 200 million people would have said, no, we want prayer in schools, it would have been over. But because a lot of people just won't say anything. These things get passed and passed and passed. And then we'll get decades later and say, well, how in the world did we get here? because nobody spoke up and so if i were the devil and i wanted to destroy america these are some of the things that i would do because it's on my agenda my end time agenda and i'm carrying it out
4: i've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents Irvin and judy baxter began ministry from the recliner in our living room
1: You're listening to an end-of-the-age replay.
0: So, once we remove prayer in schools, I can't stop there because I'm Satan and I'm trying to destroy America. So, Murray versus Curlett, 1963. Shortly after Engel, Madeline Murray O'Hare, most of you would know her if you know anything about history. She was an atheist who... She had close ties to the American Communist Party. She filed a lawsuit against the school board um, in Baltimore. And in Murray versus Kirtlett, the issue before the court was whether beginning each day with reading the Holy Bible and reciting the Lord's Prayer violated the constitutional rights of students claiming to be atheists. The lower court dismissed the lawsuit as having no merit. The Maryland Court of Appeals affirmed the trial court, and they said neither the First nor the Fourteenth Amendment was intended to stifle all rapport between religion and government. Well, of course, not to be discouraged, these atheists pressed on to the Supreme Court, and remarkably, not a single Christian organization filed a brief in support of school prayer. So, the case was virtually uncontested before the court, the court ruled 8 to 1 that Bible reading in public schools violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Man, look at, the, look at the consequences of that in the last 55, 56 years. Finally, if I were the devil and I wanted to destroy America, I must, must, must... Get people to stop acknowledging God as real and as the creator. We're the creature, He's the creator. I've got to get them to stop studying their Bibles. I've got to get them to stop praying. I've got to get them to let Hollywood set their moral compass, and I must get them to worship humans as gods, as their idols this will ultimately lead to the destruction of America. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath shown it to them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. You can tell that God created all of this simply by looking at the world. But so people, so many people say, Oh, there's no God. The Bible says, Being understood by the things that are made. He has shown the creation of them. It's clearly seen. Even His eternal power and Godhead. So that everyone is without excuse because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were they thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened anybody who does not profess God as real or acknowledge him acknowledge his creation and everything that he's done and remain thankful unto him they got you got a, you got a rough road ahead of you The Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. Genesis chapter 1, God made male and female and said, Adam, you take Eve unto your wife and procreate. I've chosen a male and a female as a marriage and because I've created two genders, a male and a female. But the Bible says in Romans 1.25, People who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator. Who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. So me, as a man of God on this earth, I cannot listen to the peer pressure and the censorship of the creature more than my Creator. I can't do that. I've got to teach His words Whenever I am in a pulpit, on the radio, on television, writing for the magazine, doing prophecy conferences, teaching Bible studies, teaching in the Jerusalem Prophecy College, everything that we do here, I'm bound by God to teach the Bible without fear or favor. And that's how you get people to heaven. And the Bible says in Romans 1.26, For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. They turned the truth of God into a lie. And because of that, God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that which recompense of their own error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, there are people that have been trying to get in God we trust off our money, to not even have in God we trust on anywhere in society, to be on a bumper sticker in a police car, anything. They don't want us to acknowledge God at all. And the Bible says in Romans one twenty eight, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit these things are worthy of death, Not only that do the same. Listen at this very very closely. Not only them that do those things, but those that have pleasure in them that do them. Okay? Some Some of the movies and the television shows coming out of Hollywood for a Christian to sit and feed on that mess. I mean, think about it. Now, I painted a pretty dire picture here today, right? Because in some regions of America, this mess is playing out. But not for every region. I go to churches almost every weekend where people love God, they're serving God, they're doing their best they can because they love God and they want to please Him and they want to make it to heaven. So there are millions of people in America, So, thankfully, in light of all this, Romans 5.20 says, But where sin doth abound, where sin abounded. Is sin abounding in America? You better believe it is. But Romans 5.20 said, But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So it's very important that we understand what's going on in these end times because... God's got a way of judging the unrighteous while giving a reward to the righteous. That's very important we understand that. And so I wanted to share this with you today because sometimes somebody has to bring a gravity to the situation that says, look what's going on here. And if we all really would unite, this would go away. They love, the government loves, and, and people pushing their agendas Loves to keep everybody divided by race or economic status or your pedigree or whether you're famous or not or this, that, Republican, Democrat. It, it, the thing is, they love, no matter what, they just want to keep you divided. Do you go with the science or are you a climate denier? Or did you take the vaccine? Are you compliant with that? Or are you a, an extremist that didn't take the vaccine? It's just they want to divide, 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 because it's divide and it, you can conquer. Unify, we stand together, a lot of this mess goes away. So, it's a gravity to what's going on here in America. Serve God, acknowledge Him as God, get in the Bible, trust God. Your eternal hope and salvation is based on His Word and God being real in your life. The Bible says he that comes to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Belief is your first step to God. And then, of course, the born-again plan of salvation. And then the Bible says once they were born again in Acts 2, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, breaking in and bed and prayers. They, le- they learned to live as Christians beyond the born-again experience. And the Bible says if you will do that, he who endures to the end, the same shall be saved. That is a promise from God Almighty. That's not a promise from Dave Robbins or from your pastor. That's a promise from God. Nobody can break that. And so it's very important that we understand we're trying to get people to heaven. So a man of God, a woman of God in your life, whether it's a Bible study teacher, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, Anybody who God has set in your life to instruct you and set you on a path of righteousness on your way to, to making it to heaven and your feet leaving a ground when the trumpet sounds, anybody who God has put in your life that can help you, you should be very thankful for that. I have men of God and women of God that have been influential on me getting to heaven. In the midst of this chaotic world, there are people that are going to make it. And I told my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, at his 75th, wedding, uh, 75th anniversary uh, birthday, I'm sorry, 75th birthday, it was in July, he passed in November, 75 years old. At his 75th birthday, I spoke. he was sitting right in front of the table with me. I spoke to the crowd and I said, there will be a few people that I look up someday when I get to heaven and hug their neck. Yes, it will be Jesus Christ number one. But, at some point, I don't care if it's a billion years from now, I will find a Robert Henson. I will find a Irvin Baxter Sr., and I will find an Irvin Baxter Jr., my father-in-law, and a few other people, a lady named Ruth Rader, a lady named um, Sandy Remble, a few other people that knocked on my mom's door one day on a bus route and saved her. But there will be a few people... That I, I, I hug their neck and say, oh my goodness, you spoke into my life. You got me to heaven. You taught me the truth without fear or favor. And I'm here today because of you. And I hope that in your life, in the midst of all this chaos, America's not going to be destroyed. I'm, I can tell you. We're going to be here all the way. We're going to stand with Israel all the way uh, to the Battle of Armageddon and protect her. America's not going to be destroyed according to the prophecies of the Bible. But I just felt like telling you today that there are, mil- there are many people trying to do that, but where sin abounded, grace doth much more abound. You've got a God that there's never been a secret told that he wasn't right there listening. God knows everything that's going on. You can trust in him. The Bible says he encamps his angels about them that fear him. Don't fear Joe Biden. Don't fear the globalists. Don't fear the word government. Don't fear the Antichrist. My hope and faith and trust is in Jesus Christ, the real Christ. And he will never fail you. He will never let you down. Thank God for the Lord in my life and that I can rely upon him for my eternal salvation. God bless each and every one. We love each and every one of you.